and insistent sanctification, February 8th. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, completely. When we pray to be sanctified, are we prepared to face the standard of these verses? We take the term sanctification way, way, way too lightly. Are we prepared for what sanctification will cost? It will cost an intense narrowing of all of your interests on earth. And an immense broadening of all your interests in God and God alone. Sanctification means intense concentration on God's point of view. God said it. He meant it. He told you, listen. And if you don't, you pay the price for not listening. Sanctification means intense concentration. It means every power of body, soul, spirit chained and kept for God's purpose only. I told you when I was younger, I asked the Lord, you know, you want me to short leash? I don't want a short leash. I want to be chained to your leg. I don't want to have any chance or opportunity to escape. Why? Because if I can, I'll go out and make a mess of my life. So by being chained to him for, God knows, 20, oh my God, it was 20s. How old was I? 95. 25 years ago. I've been chained to him ever since. I don't want to get away from him ever. Well, that actually gives me the life I get to have today. It means every power of God, body, soul, and spirit chained to that, kept for God's purpose only. We're prepared. Are we prepared for God to do in us all that he separated us for? And then after his work is done in us, are we prepared to separate ourselves to God, even as Jesus did? Do whatever it takes to give glory on and praise and say, not my will, but your will be done, whatever that is. For their sakes, I sanctify myself. The reason that some of us have not entered into the experience of sanctification is that we have not realized the meaning of sanctification from God's standpoint or point of view. Sanctification means being made one with Jesus so that the disposition, all the outcome of everything he does, The disposition that ruled him will then begin to rule us. I don't do anything apart from my father. Are we prepared for what that will cost? It will cost everything that is not of God in us. Every relationship, every friendship, every job, every thing that you own, it will take everything from you that is not of God. I used to have a lot of fine, fine things, and even when I got popped the first time, I was laughing because you know I took everything, my jobs, my money, my income, and mom says, he's not going to let you touch it. I get to prison over in Safford, you know, after all these dead, all she goes, we got bad news, what's that? All your suits got eaten up. I mean, there was nothing left. Nothing left when I got home. <laughs> nothing. And you, you think about that, oh, well, when I get home, we'll get a job again. No, there wasn't nothing left. I had to go buy some, you know, some jeans at the Salvation Army store and put them on because I had no money. You know, got a job, $15 swinging a hammer, which is, you know, at that point in my life, the last thing I want to do is uh, swing a hammer ever again, right? Then I got stuck in a church building building their stage for the church all by myself. Didn't know shit, hadn't done it for years, and go in there and build this thing. Okay, I'll go in there and build this thing. And I did. I'm still working today. So. <laughs> and then having me send the guy that put me there to, to counsel him, right? Watching what God did. And then all of a sudden, I'm home from prison. I don't know if you know this or not. That I had six months halfway house because that's part of the program that they gave me the time off. I had six months halfway house. And you got to go home as soon as you got your driver's license, you got everything done. You get to go home and have a job. Well, I got a job right away. Have my have my driver's license. Well, no, my driver's license was suspended because my ex-wife took my driver's license because I hadn't paid child support. I was in prison. Couldn't pay child support. They didn't care. Well, didn't care. Didn't matter. You know, in prison, you know, you should have filed. I did file. The courts do it. Everything. This is all. Didn't matter. So I was in that halfway house for five months. Couldn't let it. Couldn't even go home. I go home for a weekend, maybe once in a while. But that's it. Then all of a sudden, I finally got to home the last month I got to go home and hang out at the house. It's kind of like I got this one. I was told, you're going to get there, you're going to check, and they're going to send you home. I had to do the whole 30 days. Why? Well, that's true. We do send you home. It takes 30 days before we can let you. Well, I've only got 30 days. Well, I guess you're not leaving. You know? It was, it was it never, never once got to come home and spend the night. Not once. God pulls you aside and doesn't it is you. You all of a sudden realize you're doing things his way, and you ain't got no say-so. Sanctification means being made one with Jesus. 
Are we prepared to be caught up in the swing of this prayer of the people as you and the Apostle Paul's? Are we prepared to say, Lord, make me as holy as you can make a sinner that's going to be saved by grace? If I'm going to be saved by grace, can you make me holy like you're holy? Because I know who I was. I know what I, my, my attitude, my mindset was. Can you take that and turn that into something good? Well, he turned around and did that. Jesus has prayed that we might be one with him. This is really funny. One of the part of the message tonight is John 17, which is Jesus' prayer for the disciples. Right. And he goes, and this is in here now, that this is the prayer that he prayed for us. I had no idea. I didn't. <laughs> I'm like, why am I teaching the prayer of Jesus for his disciples? Now I know. Because Oswald told me to. I just hadn't read it yet. <laughs> Jesus was praying that we might be one with him as he was one with the Father. And one and only characteristic of the Holy Ghost in a man is a strong family likeness to Christ himself. The freedom from everything that is unlike him. Are we prepared to set ourselves apart for the Holy Spirit's actual ministry in us? Not just ministry through us, but ministry in us. Do what needs to be done to get you and I right. Kind of, kind of a challenge considering uh, how stubborn we want to say we're Christians and do the stupid stuff we were doing, right? Yeah. You know, I, I know one of the hardest things that you're going to all have to face is how can I name the name of Christ and do this? Yeah. How can I be doing this and, and, and tell me that I love him or, or somehow another be caught up in this and think in any way, shape, or form that any of that was ever true? Wouldn't my, wouldn't my, you know, my disposition of life, my way I'm living, wouldn't that be my testimony? Yeah. Well, I guess that kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Luke 14. Luke 14, verse 25. There went great multitudes with him, and he turned and he said unto them, a whole bunch of people followed him. Turns around and starts talking to him. If any man come to me and doesn't hate his father, his mother, his wife, his children, his brethren, his sisters, yes, he hates not even his own life. You cannot be my disciple. Hmm. Any of us have lots of affections and affinity and stuff. So he said, then you can't be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. You have to bear who you are and what you are and what have you been through instead of acting out. Because you can't be his disciple if you're acting out. For which of you intending to build that tower sets not down first and counts the cost whether you have enough money sufficient to finish what you started. Yet simply after he laid the foundation he's not able to finish it. All that behold it are going to begin to mock him, make fun of him, laugh at him, and now he's got to deal with the embarrassment, humiliation. Saying this man began to build and was not able to finish. What king, going to make war against another king, sits not down first and consults whether he's able to, with 10,000 to beat him that has 20,000. Or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an ambassador and, and desires some condition of peace. Can we like figure this out? I don't want to, you know, I only got 10,000, you got 20,000. I don't want to lose all my people. Can you like, can we like make a deal? So likewise, whoso of you that forsakes not all that he has cannot be my disciple. If you got stuff, affinities, decisions, issues, troubles, not wanting this, not wanting, and those, those roadblocks in your life, you cannot be his disciple because that roadblock isn't a roadblock to stuff or you acting out trying to get even. is isn't trying to get even to stuff. It's trying to get even, period. Mm -hmm. And the behavior shows up in your character everywhere. And he goes, then you can't be my disciple because your character is supposed to be mine, not yours. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Salt is good. But the salt has lost its savor. How shall it be used to season anything? Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be this right guy, and, and my God, it's all good who you can be. But somehow or another, you lost that goodness because you give yourself to these other things. What, what good are you? What can we use you for, right? Yeah. It's neither fit for the land, nor yet even for the dung. In other words, they put salt in the, in the, in the sewage, you know, the, the, the uh, septic tanks. Put salt in septic tanks. Why? Because that's what helps catalyst for it to dissolve the, the, the crap and turn it back into something that's viable. Okay? You ever notice that when you, you, when you, when you got a septic system, you don't know because you never had one. We had one on, on, on every farm we ever had. And after a period of time, they have a chance to clog up. Mm -hmm. What do they clog up? With poop? No, they clog up with toilet paper. Okay. 
clog up with napkins that you throw in there. They clog up with the, that you, you know, wipe your ass with toilet, toilet, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it clogs up. It's not the poop. So you put salt on poop, guess what it does? It eats the paper. So now it doesn't have that problem. Funny how God knows how to do stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But a man's going to cast it out. So I'm going to ask, either his ears let him hear, pay attention to what we're talking about tonight. You want to be cast out because you're no good? No. No, no use? Even though you were have every right to be useful and every characteristic to be useful, and yet you want to go do things your way, you want to then get cast out because he can't use you no matter how good you could have been? Look at Luke and look at uh, John 17. Let's start in verse 6. Jesus is going to have a prayer for his disciples. I have ministered your name unto the men which you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now, they have known all things whatsoever you have given me are of you. They know now everything I've got from you, Lord. For I have given unto them the words which you gave me, and they have received them. And they have known surely that I came out from you, and that believed, and they have believed that you did send me. So I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me, for they are yours. And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no more in the world. These are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through thy own name those whom you have given to me, that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in, in your name. Those that you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. So that would happen because you said so. Now, I come to you, these things that I speak of the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in them, even though in the world. I've given them my, your word, and the word, world has hated them, because they are not of this world, even as I am not of this world either. I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you would keep them from evil. They are not of this world, even as I am not of this world. Sanctify them. Set them apart to the truth. And that word is your truth. Is your truth, Lord. As you have sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself. They might also be sanctified through your truth. Amen. Amen. Your truth will set apart from anything and everything. Amen. Romans 1 1. Paul, a servant of Christ, called to be an apostle. Separated into the gospel of God. Called out to do something, but the first thing you have to do is separate from anything and everything else. You're set apart to do my will, period. Everything else has to go. We're talking about a rich man. A Pharisee of Pharisees. He even said, in my own people, before I did this, I excelled above all of them more than they could even imagine. In other words, I had it all. I was the shit. And I gave it all up. Why? To win you. To do what you've asked of me. Which, by the way, the Lord had promised before by his promise in the Holy Scriptures that if we would make him the main thing, he would become the main thing in our life for righteous reasons. Mm -hmm. Concerning his son Jesus, our Lord, which was made the seed of David according to the flesh, but declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He was prophesied these things, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for our obedience to the faith among all the nations, once again, for his name's sake, because he said so. Among whom you also are the call of Christ, talking to the Romans. Mm. Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified now by faith and faith alone, mm. we have peace through God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have also access by faith into this divine influence, this grace, where we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in the tribulations, knowing the tribulation is going to work patience in us. Patience is going to have an experience, and that experience is going to give us hope. That hope is going to make us not ashamed that we're doing the right things for the right reason, and we now feel good about ourselves. So one thing about doing the, the will of the Lord, you don't have any regret. You don't have any moments where you're sorry for that. You're, you're like, you do that and go, well, I don't feel bad. That doesn't mean you're going to be jumping down with joy. Like, oh, hey, that was the greatest thing I ever did. You're all of a sudden, you're not going to feel that ugly crappy voice. 
Mm -hmm. You don't shame the things you've done, and when, when you're done, you go, oh, God, that's, that, I don't feel very good about that. Right? Yeah. But hope's going to make us unashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which has been given to us. He's going to take care of us and make sure we're well. Amen. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore no condemnation to us which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after our flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from Amen. the law of sin and death. Amen. For what the law could not do, the rules and all the things that we were trying to accomplish on our own, and that it was weak through the flesh, it always had my best effort in it, which was weak through the flesh. And there's no good thing in our flesh. Romans 7 just said that before we got here. Yes. God sent His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and through sin, condemned the sin in our flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after that flesh, but after the Spirit which is given us. That they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. To be carnally minded is just absolute death. To be spiritually minded is life and it's peace. Because the carnal mind is at odds against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not of the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not that Spirit of Christ, you're not his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of the Spirit of righteousness. Which, by the way, he was made righteousness for us so we can actually do that. Mm -hmm. So that's something we got to go do. Is he's made so we know what the right thing to do with him is. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify or kill the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many that are led by the spirit of God, they are then the sons and daughters of the children of God. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption whereby we cry out, Abba, Father, or Daddy. The Spirit himself bears witness with us in our spirit that we then are in fact the children of God. We know that we know that we know. Amen. And of children and heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. That's another thing I like about that. God doesn't say, come do what I tell you to do, and it's all going to be peachy king. Come do what I tell you to do, and you're going to find out as you suffer... By doing what I ask you to do instead of what you always want to do, you're going to find that that's the best side of life for you. You're going to feel powerful and strong and accepted and all these things that we've all tried to get to. We all try to do it without having to suffer. God goes, no, it's when you come do what I tell you to do that that suffering of not doing what you want to do, but doing what I ask you to do, is going to pay well. Mm -hmm. So we work on it. 8.28. And we know that all things work together for the good of that, to them that love God, to them who are called according to God's purpose. Mm -hmm. For whom he did foreknow, he did predestinate. To be conformed to the image of his son, he's going to cause you to become triumphant. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So moreover, <clears throat> whom he did predestinate, then he also called. Whom he called, then he also justified. And whom he justified, then he also then glorified. What should we say then to these things? If God's going to be for us, who, who can really be against us? <laughs> us, right? Yeah. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall then he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that's going to justify. Who is he that condemns? It's Christ that died, yes, rather it's risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God who makes intercession for us? Who can condemn us? Nobody. Who shall separate us from that love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword? Because it's written. For thy sake we were killed all day long. We're accounted for sleep as sheep for the slaughter, but we're doing things according to your will and purpose, and so we don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. We're killing ourselves when we're running our own game. Yeah. But now if we're going to die for something worthwhile, we don't care. Knowing all these things, we become more than conquerors through him that loved us. Mm -hmm. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, nor things even to come. For height, depth, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nine, fourteen. What should we say then? Is there in righteousness with God? God forbid. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I have compassion on whom I will have compassion. 
So then it's not of him that wills, nor of him that runs, but God that shows mercy. It's not about what you're going to do or how you're going to do it or how, uh, how well you do it. It's about God giving you mercy, giving you second chances just in case you stumble, right? Amen. So the scripture says to Pharaoh, even for this same purpose, I've raised you up. I raised you up that my might show my power to you and that my name might be declared around all the earth. How I you raised up, you were going to come after us, and I squashed you like a hand. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he has mercy and will, mercy and who he will, he hardens as he did Pharaoh. Let me say then unto me, why do you then find fault for who has resisted his will? Don't let you try to resist his will. Don't let you do whatever you want to do. Yeah. No, but old man, who are you that's now going to reply against God? Shall the thing formed, say to him that formed it, why have you made me this way? Is not the powder, power of the clay the same lump to make one vessel to honor, another to dishonor? What if God were to show his wrath and to make his power known as he did with Pharaoh? What, what if he endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath and destruction? And he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which had before prepared into glory, even us to whom he called, not the Jews only, also the Gentiles. He said to also to say, I will not call them my people, which were not my people. I will call them my people, I'm sorry, which were not my people. And her blood was not loved. Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you would present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is, by the way, your reasonable service. Yeah. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed for the doing of your mind, which will give you conforming to his son. That you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man a measure of faith to walk by faith. Amen. Romans 15, 14. And I myself also persuaded of you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. So nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly of you in some sort as putting you in mind because of the grace that's given to me of God, that I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost alone. 1 Corinthians 1. One, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus through the will of God and through Sosthenes, our brother, and to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ, called to be saints of all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus our Lord, both theirs and ours. So grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus. So I'm going to thank my God always on your behalf for the grace God has given you by Christ Jesus that in everything you are enriched by him in all utterance and all knowledge, even as the testament of Christ is confirmed in you, so that you may come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus, who shall also confirm you. And to the, to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faith, faithful, I'm sorry, by whom you were called to the fellowship of his Son, Christ Jesus our Lord. He's faithful to what? Deliver you. Amen. Amen. He's all caused you to become triumphant if we let it, right? Amen. 118. For the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. But to us that are saved, it's the power of God and thank you, Jesus. Amen. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and I'll bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So where is this wise? Where is this scribe? Where is this so-called disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish all of the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, by the world, wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. The Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified. Under the Jews, that's a stumbling block. Under the Greeks, it's just foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is then stronger than men. Mm-hmm. For you see your calling, brethren. I let not many wise men up to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are even called. 
that God has chosen the foolish things of yes, of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things that's there, of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the I'm sorry, that's base things of the world. And the things that are despised as God chosen, yes, the things that are not to bring to nothing, those things that are. Amen. Hmm. So God's got a plan for you guys to take your nothing. He's got to work it out. The <laughs> yes. no flesh with every glory in his presence. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made into us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Made into us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That according as written, he that glories let him glory in the Lord and the Lord alone. Amen. 2 9. But it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered the heart of man all the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God, but God, Amen. has revealed them to us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, just the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, say the Spirit of man, which is in him. So the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not that Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. But the human, excuse me, the human, the natural man, receives not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he even know them, because they are going to be spiritually discerned. But you, he that is spiritual, judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that we may now instruct him, that we have the mind of Christ. 316. Know you not that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man defile the temple of God, God shall destroy him. The temple of God is holy. So which temple are you and which one do you want to be? Right? Yeah. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seems to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may ultimately be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he that takes the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the word, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are self-centered and vain. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or, or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all things are yours. And you are Christ and Christ is God, so they're only yours in Christ Jesus. Yeah. 6 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor the effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God ever. And such were you sometimes when you, that you've been washed, and you've been set apart and sanctified, but you are now justified by the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the Spirit of our God. Second Corinthians six. Six fourteen. So be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness to do with unrighteousness? What has communion? What communion has light with darkness? What concord or agreement has Christ with Satan or Belial? What part has he that believes with an infidel? What agreement has the temple of God and idols? For you are that temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Mm -hmm. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate. Set yourself apart, Amen. says the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and then I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you. <laughs> and you shall be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Ephesians 1. Verse 3. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. He chose us before the foundation of the world. 
Sometimes look at her and go, oh, so she makes a good choice. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> he must not have any idea who I was going to be. He goes, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and God, God's all water and goes, I'm standing behind going, the bat is Okay, I get it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation, the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. We love enough to be without blame and holy, right? Yes. Having predestined us to adoption by the children, by children of Christ Jesus to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, and praise and the glory Amen. of his grace. For he has made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches again of his grace, where he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, that we might know better and live better. Amen. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed once again in himself. Amen. That in a dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. So we've been predestined according to his own will that we will get right. Well, that's going to take a minute, maybe, unless we get on purpose instantly and insistently, right? Yes. We should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom also you trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after you were believed, you were then sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which, by the way, is the down payment or the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption, the purchase possession. What is that earnest? Our believing, yeah. right? Which is in our seal. And it's to the praise, once again, of his glory. Mm-hmm. 2-1. You, as he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to counsel, course of this world and according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience among whom also we had our conduct in times past in the lust of our flesh, through the desires of the flesh and the mind. We were by nature the children of wrath even as others, but God but God, Amen. who is rich in mercy for his great love with he loved us enough to pull us out. Even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together with Christ because it's by grace that you've been saved. Amen. He has raised us up together and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of that grace and his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For the grace, for by that grace you've been saved through faith, that not of yourselves is the gift of God and the faith of Christ. Not of works, lest any man should boast. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we would in fact walk in them. Mm-hmm. 3.8 And me, who's less than the least of all these saints, has this grace been given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery from which the beginning of the world has been hidden in God who created all things by Christ, to the intent that now, under the principalities <laughs> of powers in heavenly places, they might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. He's going to let them know. According to the eternal purpose, which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have a boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him, faith of Christ. Amen. Therefore, I desire that you faint not but at my tribulations for you, but all these things are for your glory. It's for you to learn the lesson. 5, 22. Interesting story. Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. As you would submit unto the Lord. The husband is the head of that wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands and everything. But husbands, I suggest that you love your wives, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot nor wrinkle or any such thing, but that is, it should be holy without blemish. So we're supposed to take care of our wives and those females in our life as if we were taking care of ourselves for God. For no man you. So I men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loves his wife then obviously loves himself. For no man has yet hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it even as the Lord does the church. If we are members of his body, of his flesh, and his bones, for this cause shall man leave his father's mother and he shall be joined unto his wife. And they too shall become one flesh. And this 
is a great mystery. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you, in particular, love his wife even as himself, and his wife since she reverence her husband, as God created our relationship through the marriage relationship with us with him. Amen. So we are to love the wife, and we are to reverence the relationship, which we often go. 610. So finally, my brother, not finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So get ready. Amen. Put on your armor because it's coming. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Hmm. Therefore, take you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, and that evil Dale, having all done all to stand, stand therefore. Have your loins girded about with truth. Having on the breastplate righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. As for me, utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. The mystery for which I am an ambassador in bonds and therefore I am going to speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. Philippians 2. Verse 12. Therefore my brethren, my beloved, as you have always obeyed not as my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which works in you, both to will and to do his good pleasure. It's him working in you to do these things. Mm -hmm. To do all things without murmurings and disputing. Why? Yeah, you're doing them anyway. Yeah. That you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke. In the midst of a very crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. So holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Yes, and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I'm going to joy, and I'm going to rejoice with you all. For the same cause also we, will you joy and rejoice with me. Mm-hmm. Colossians 1.21 And you, who are sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by <laughs> your wicked works, yet now he has reconciled you. Mm-hmm. In the body of his flesh, through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Amen. If you continue in the flesh, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, still made a minister, who now rejoices in the sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. For I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, to make sure I do my best to Make sure you get what you need to get. Mm-hmm. Even the mystery, which has been hidden from the ages of generations, but now is made manifest to the saints, to whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. Whom we preach, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Where do I also labor, striving, according to his working, which works in me, mightily. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing to the going to be working in me in my life. Amen. 3, 3, 1. If then you be risen with Christ, I ask that you seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things of this earth. For you are dead, and your life is hidden in Christ and God. When Christ then, who is our life, shall appear, you shall also appear with him in glory. Amen. So mortify or kill your members which are upon the earth, <coughs> fornication and cleanness, in order to affect evil, sexual desires and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God is going to come upon the children of disobedience, in which you also walked sometimes when you lived in them. But now, you also put off these wrath, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of the ground. Lie not toward others and see that you have put off the old man and all of his deeds. Amen. And you put on that new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision, Run circumcision, barbarian, see that bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Amen. So put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, 
bowels of mercy, it's kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any man as Christ forgave you, also will you forgive. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you've been called in one body, and then be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, and all wisdom teaching, admonishing one another, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. First Thessalonians 4. 4 1. Furthermore, then we beg you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that you, as you have received of us how you ought to walk, to please God, so you then would abound more and more and more. For you know what commandments we gave you by the Lord. For this is the will of God, even for your sanctification, that you would abstain from fornication. And every one of you should know how to possess this vessel in sanctification and honor. Not in the lust of concupiscence, even the Gentiles which know not God, that no man would go beyond and defraud his brother in any manner, because that is the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we have also forewarned you, and now we've even testified out, we got whooped a little bit. For God has not called us to uncleanness, but to holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God, who has also given to us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brother love, you need not let even write to you, for you are children taught of God to love one another. Indeed, you do it towards all the brethren which are in Macedonia. And we're going to be beseech you, brethren, that you would increase more and more. That you would study to be quiet, to do your own business, to work with your own hands, and be as we commanded you to be. That you walk honestly towards them and without. That you may have lack of nothing. Amen. 5.14. Now we exhort you, brethren, and warn them that are unruly. Comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient towards all men, say that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and that which is good to all men. Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ concerning you, that you give thanks in everything. Amen. Quench not the Spirit, despise not prophesy, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, and abhor that which is evil. Shame from all appearance of evil. The very God of peace will then sanctify you wholly, I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus. So faith, faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. So brethren, pray for us. Amen. 2 Thessalonians 2, 13. We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification. Amen. Instant and insistent sanctification, the yeah. spirit of belief of that truth, where he called you by our gospel to the attaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Hold the tradition which you've been taught, whether by word or by our, our example. Now our Lord Jesus himself and God, even our Father, which has loved us, has given us an everlasting consolation and good hope. Through his grace, let him comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and every good work. First mm -hmm. Timothy 4.1 Now, the Spirit speaks expressly that in latter times some shall depart from the faith, have given heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, commanding to abstain from meats which God has created, to be received with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. If you put the brethren in remembrance of these things, you should be a good minister of Christ, nourished up in the word of faith and good doctrine, where do you have attained? Or refuse profane old wise tables. And exercise yourself rather than godliness. For bodily exercise is going to profit very little, but godliness is profitable to all things. Having promise of the life that now is and of one that which is to come. Amen. This is a faithful saying worthy of all exceptions. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, and especially those of us who believe. These things I ask that you command, and more importantly is that you teach them. Second Timothy 1, verse 6. Wherefore I put you in remembrance, that you stir up the gift of God that was in you by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and a sound mind. 
neither for our shame of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoners. Be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. The power of God who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Jesus before the world even began. But now is made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality of light to the gospel. These things I want you to put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they would not strive about words to no profit, but knowing that that would only subvert the hearers. Study to show yourself approved unto God and workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun and put away the profane and selfish babblings, for they are going to increase more and more ungodliness. Their word will eat, as does a canker worm, whom Hymenus and Philetus, who concerning the truth of error, say that the resurrection is past already overthrew the faith of some. So nevertheless, the foundation of God stands sure, no matter what somebody says. Having this seal, the Lord knows them are his, and let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Mm -hmm. In the great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. But if a man will then purge himself, therefore, from mm -hmm. these dishonorable things, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and ready the masters you prepare yeah. for every good work. Titus two eleven. The grace of God that brings salvation has in fact appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness, denying the worldly lust, we should then live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. We should be looking for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify us unto himself the peculiar people zealous of good works. These things I speak and I exhort and I rebuke with all authority. Let no man ever despise you. Amen. Hebrews 2. Verse 9. We see Jesus who's made a little lower than the angels from the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor. The by the grace of God to taste death for every man. Yeah. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things and bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through his sufferings. For both he that sanctified and they that are sanctified are all one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church, and I will sing praise unto thee. Again, I will put my trust in him. Again, behold, I and the children which God has given me. 10.19 Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter the holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is to say through his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience, our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for it's him that is faithful and promise. Let us consider one another and provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling ourselves together as some manner of some is, and but exhorting one another so much more as the day approaches. For if we sin willfully after we have received this knowledge of the truth, there remains no more sacrifice for our sins. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour God's adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much more sore punishment? Suppose you shall you be thought worthy if you shall trot under the foot the Son of God, which is counted the blood of the covenant, which he was sanctified an unholy thing, which is done despite to the Spirit of grace. For we know him that has said, Vengeance belongs to me. I will repay, say the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It's a pretty fearful thing fall into the hands of a living God. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of affliction. Partly while you became a gazing stock both by reproaches and affliction, and partly while you became company of those that were so used. Free and compassion me and my bonds took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a much better and more enduring substance. So cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense and reward. We need a patience, that 
after we have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For a little while, he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We are not of them who draw back. We are of them who believe to the saving of the soul. Amen. James 4. From whence comes these wars and fightings among you? Do they not come here even of the lust that war in your members? You lust, you have not, you kill. You still desire to have. You cannot obtain, you fight. You war and you have not. Because you ask not. You ask and you receive not. Because you ask for the wrong reasons. You may consume it upon your lusts. You adulterers and adulterers know you not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore shall be a friend of the world is God's enemy. Do you think the scripture says in vain that the spirit that dwells in us lusts envy? But he that gives more grace, more, wherefore God says, God will resist the proud, but God will give grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaven. But, more importantly, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. First Peter 1 Peter 1.9 one, one, I'm sorry. Peter, Apostle Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout the world, <laughs> but elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father throughout, through sanctification of the Spirit. The Spirit's going to set you apart. Unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus, grace be unto you and peace, and your peace be multiplied. Amen. Blessed be God, the Father, the Lord Jesus, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. We've been stupid. Yeah. Into a living hope which we had none of. <laughs> By the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. To an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, and faith on the way reserved in heaven just for you. You, who are kept by that power of God through faith and salvation, ready to be revealed this last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season of need be, you are in heaviness or manifold temptation. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than that of gold, perishes. Though be tried with fire, might be found in praise and honor and glory at the period of Jesus. Whom having not seen you love, and whom though you now you see him not yet you believe, you rejoice with a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And you receive the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. Amen. 1 Peter 1 13. Wherefore, girt the loins of your mind, be sober, hope to the end, the grace that to be brought unto you by the revelation of Christ. As obedient, not fashioned, children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts and your ignorance. But as he which has called you is holy, so be you also holy in all manner of your conduct. Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. Mm-hmm. If you call upon the Father, who without respect of person judges according to every man's work, pass your time of sojourning here in fear, reverence. For as much as you know that you are not saved, or redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, which are selfish conduct received by the traditions of your fathers, but that the precious blood of Christ has saved you as a lamb without blemish, without spot, who truly was ordained before the foundation of the world, but as but was manifested these last times just for you, who by him you do believe in God, that raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God and God alone. First Peter 2, 1. Therefore, lay aside all malice and guile, hypocrisies, envies, and all evil speakings. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby, pray for the milk, if need be. If so that you have tasted that the Lord is good and gracious, to whom coming as unto us a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, you also as living stones are built up built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God by Christ. Wherefore also it's contained in the scripture, behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elected, precious, and he that believes in it shall not be confounded. Thank you, Jesus. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious, but unto them that are disobedient, the stone which the builders have disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Shown of stumbling and rotten offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient. Therefore, there also are appointed to this destruction. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth 
the praises of him who has called you out of that darkness but into his marvelous light. Mm -hmm. Which in time past you were not a people, but now you are a people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now, in fact, you've obtained mercy. Mm -hmm. So dearly beloved, I want to beg you once again, as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from the fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God on that day of final visitation. Amen. 3.8. Finally, but not quite yet. Be of all one mind, having compassion one another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for people or raining for many, but contrarywise, blessing, knowing that you are there to call that you then could inherit blessing too. He that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, let his lips, making sure they speak no deceit or his guile. Let him eschew or cast off evil and do good. Let them seek peace and grab a hold of it. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them to do evil. Who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good then? But if you suffer for righteousness' sake, happy are you. Be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord in your hearts. Mm -hmm. Set him apart in your hearts so you can live with him. And be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you this reason of hope that you have with a meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that whereas they speak evil of you as evildoers, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conduct in Christ. For it is better for the will of God be so that you suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. Mm -hmm. For Christ also was what suffered for sins. The just for the unjust. He might... Bring us to God, being put to death, but yet quickened in the Spirit. First Peter 5 1. The elders which are among you, I go and I lift you up. I whom also an elder, a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. I ask that you feed the flock of God who is among you, taking oversight thereof, not by constraint, because you have to, but willingly, not for money's sake, but for a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. So likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder, yes, all of you be subject to one another, and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. So humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that you may be exalted in due time. Cast all of your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, insistent. Because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walks about, seeking whom he can devour. I ask that you would resist and steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same affections, afflictions, are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But God, of all grace, who has called us into glory, eternal glory by Christ, after you, have, after you have suffered a little while, he shall perfect you, establish you, strengthen you, and settle you. Amen. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Second Peter 1 3. Uh, according as his divine power has given to you and us all things that pertain to God, life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, hereby we are given us to us exceeding a great precious promises. Why? Because we were called to life and godliness, and then he's going to give us something for being faithful. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world through lust. Besides this, give all diligence, insistence. Add to your faith virtue, the virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, unconditional love. If these things be in you and they abound, they will make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. But he that lacks these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and has forgotten that he was purged from all these sins. Therefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Amen. For so an infant shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Second Peter. 20. For if after they have escaped the pollution of the world through the knowledge of the, of the Lord and Savior Jesus, if they become again entangled therein and overcome, their latter end is worse with them than it would have been at the beginning. 
it would be better for them never have known the way of righteousness than after they've known it to turn away from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it's happened to them as according to the true proverb, the dog distributes vomit again, and the sow has well as washed with wallowing in the mire. Three one. This second epistle blow that I should I now write to you, and both of which I will stir up their pure your pure minds by way of remembrance. That you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets of the commandment of, of the uh, of the, the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come the last day scoffers walking after their own lust, saying, Where is this promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things still continue as they were from the beginning even to, of creation. For this they are willingly ignorant of that by the word of God the heavens that were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world was then, being overflowed with water, it perished. The heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved against fire, against that day of judgment, the perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day with the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years is one day, and the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. But as some men count slackness, but as long suffering to us, not one of the any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. For the day of the Lord will come as a thief of the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, the elements shall melt with a fervent heat, the earth also and the works thereof shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all, all, all holy conduct and godliness, looking forward hastening to the coming day of God, wherein the heavens shall be on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. Nevertheless, we... According to his promise, we look for the new heavens and the new earth, wherein dwells righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, see that you look for such things. Be diligent that you may be found in him in peace, without spot, and be found blameless. Amen. First John 2.1 My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Christ Jesus the righteous. He is the propitiation for our, our sins and not ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him we keep his commandments. He that says, I know no one keeps not his commandments is a liar, and the truth isn't in him. But whoso keeps his word in him truly is the love of God perfected, and hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought himself also walk even as we walked. He walked. 215. To love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not nor can be in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the, the world. And the world's going to pass away. The lust thereof, but he that does the will of God is going to abide forever. 24. Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning, and that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you. You shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us. Each one of us you've got has been promised eternal life. These things I've written unto you concerning them that try to seduce you, though. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you, but the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is the truth, and is no lie. Even as it's been taught you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we will have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does righteousness is then born of him. Mm -hmm. So behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore the world knows us not because it knew him. So beloved, now we are the sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that has this hope, this hope within him, purifies himself even as Christ is pure. John 4 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they be of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know we the Spirit of God, and every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, where we have heard that it should come, and even now it already is in the world. But you are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Yeah. They are of the world, 
Therefore speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. And he knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears us not. Hereby we then know the spirit of truth, and we know that spirit of error. Five one. Whosoever believes that Jesus is born of God, and everyone that loves him that begot loves him also is begotten of him. For this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and we keep his commandments. We must love his kids. For this is the love of God that we should keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Mm. So who is he that overcomes the world? He that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Amen. If we receive, verse 9, the witness of man, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God. He testified of the Son. He that believes that the Son of God has this witness within himself, and he that believes not God has made him a liar because he believes not the record that God gave his Son. So this is the record that God did, did in fact give us eternal life. This uh, life is in his Son. So he that has the Son has life, he that has not the Son has not life. Verse 18. We know that whosoever is born of God sins not. But he that is begotten of God keeps himself, and that wicked one can't touch him. We know the word of God, and the whole world lies in wickedness. We know the Son of God has come and has given to us an understanding. That we might know him that is true, that we are in him that is true, even in his Son Jesus. And this is that true God, and this is that eternal life. So little children, keep yourselves from these idols. Mm -hmm. And lastly, Jude. 17. Loved, I'm going to remind you once again. Remember the words which were spoken before the apostles of the Lord and our Savior Jesus. How they told you there should become mockers in this last time. What's a mocker? So that's name in the name of Christ and not live it, right? Yes. You're mocking God. Who should walk after their own ungodly lusts? Who? These be they who separate themselves. Sensual. All caught up in their their feelings and their emotions and how good this feels, how good that feels. Having not the Spirit of God. But you, beloved, building up yourselves your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God. If not keep yourself, I might get there and then keep yourself, right? Amen. Yes. Looking for the mercy of the Lord Jesus unto eternal life. Looking for that for you as well. Amen. And have some have compassion making a difference. Another saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, even hating the garment spotted by the flesh. I wonder why it's so rough sometimes. Mm -hmm. Now in him that is able to keep you from falling. And him who is able to present you faultless before the presence of his own glory with exceeding joy. To him, the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. And let that be so. Amen. Mm -hmm. Father, we come before tonight and say thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you teach us. God, you are an amazing, amazing, amazing God. And how foolish have we been to walk contrary to you in any fashion. Our desire today is to relinquish that life and that, that stupid decision-making process that we made and, and embrace the, the life that you're offering us today, the depths of the Spirit teaching us and guiding us and causing us to become triumphant. We desperately need you. We have to admit we don't know, Lord, and we would like to know. We want to know you because we know you know, and you will then share it with us and then we might come to know. So we give that praise, that honor, that glory tonight. Pray it all for each and every man in this room and every man represented in this room and every family represented in this room, Lord God, that you be glorified in and through all of us. We pray it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen, amen. Amen. amen.